Hello, you phoned the What Would Monica Do hotline. Please leave a message after the beep. What would you do if my question is, what would Monica do if she was receiving backlash? I really enjoy my job. However, my bosses are really toxic. Could that be because I haven't integrated my healing? But I don't want a mother in keen to hear what Monica would do. What would Monica do? What would you do, Monica? Hi, friends, and welcome back to another episode of What Would Monica Do? If you haven't gotten the memo, you need to be a part of the behind the scenes bubble so that you can leave your juicy question and every question gets answered. Of course, by the time you leave it, it may take a few weeks because I do try and um, record my podcast ahead of time, but they do all get answered. So if you do have a burning question, it's definitely worth joining. It is $10 a month. That is it. Like, it's worth joining if you have a burning question. So today I am answering Tamara's question um, and I'm going to listen to it right now and then we shall jump in. What would you do if like if you've been like nothing but nice, really like put yourself out there for someone and this other person is sort of going behind your back and just like talking about you in a bad way. Like this hasn't happened to me. It's happening to someone really close to me, but it just really annoys me. Like how do you deal with people where you've been nothing but nice to them and actually like offered to pay for something for them or offer to pay like accommodation or whatever. And they're just going up for like wrong intentions or whatever. And now they're talking about you. Like, I don't, I don't understand that, but what would you do, Monica? Well, this is a very simple answer. I do not deal with people that are bitches or that are annoying or that disrespect me or whatever. Like I just don't have time for it. I don't have the energy for it. And I, I really went through this phase like end of last year. So end of 2021 where I had my fourth surgery on my knee and I was living in New York and I obviously like didn't have anybody as in like, I didn't have any family. Um, I was paying out of pocket. The whole thing was kind of stressful. Um, and it was Christmas time. I needed it done quite urgently. I was having extraordinarily bad pain in my knee. If you don't remember, like, or if you don't know, if you're a new follower or a new listener, um, I had a really bad ski accident a few years ago. My knee's like pretty fine, but what was happening was, um, basically I would just be doing like nothing and my knee would just go is the best way to describe it. And I would just have this excruciating pain pulse through my body and my knee would just like completely collapse and I could be doing nothing. And it would happen like when I would be just standing in the kitchen talking to somebody. It happened one time when I was waiting to hail down a cab and I was again just standing there. So I was like, something is wrong. What it actually felt like, which sounds so gross, is it felt like a piece of bone had like was stuck in between my joints and it would get in there and it would, um, my knee would go to like bend or like the pressure, like it would just like, I don't know how to describe it, but it felt like all of a sudden it would just hit this chipped piece of bone and that pain is what would cause my knee to collapse and my whole like leg to collapse. Anyway, so I had to have surgery and I really went, was going through this phase where I was just like detoxing people. I feel like that's the best way to describe it. I was detoxing people. I had given a lot to people. I'd made a lot of effort in New York with making friends when I moved back there. You know, like the friends that I did have there, a lot of them left um, during the pandemic. So I made a lot of effort of making 
um, friends and I would be throwing all these parties. I would be organizing things, blah, blah, blah. And I just had this moment where I was like, I am going to stop doing that for everybody and let's see what happens. So it was actually a really healing time because I got rid of so many people that I thought were, and this isn't to say they were bad people. I'm not saying they're bad people. It's just that like, you know, I really thought that they were like there for me or a good friend and they weren't. And that's okay. Like, I feel like we have become very sensitive as a society. I know we have, and we take everything so personally. It's okay if someone doesn't like you. It's okay if you are just not a priority for them. It doesn't mean that you are a bad person. Sorry. It doesn't mean they're a bad person. Okay. It's just something that's like a fact of life. We have to deal with it and move on. So what it allowed me though, was it really allowed me to see the friends that were truly, truly there for me. They would come over, they would just hang out. They'd, I mean, I had friends that would, between their work day, they would just come by because I couldn't walk or anything. They would come by my apartment and I didn't have a backyard, obviously, to let the dogs out. Like I was in an apartment. There was a, I had a balcony, but that was it. So, and it was winter time. So the dogs did need to go outside, you know, just for a little bit, nothing crazy. Um, and I mean, the dogs don't have to go outside any season, but anyway. Um, so I would have friends that would literally come over between like work meetings, grab the dogs, take them for a little walk around because they'll be going stark raving mad in the apartment, would just check on me. Can I get you anything? Cup of tea? Can I clean the apartment for you? And then would head out. And it was, I have goosebumps. Like, I need to text you guys. Actually, I'm going to text those of you. This is a beautiful reminder for me that doing this episode. I'm going to text you all that did it and just say that I'm thinking of you because now that I don't live there anymore. It was just such a beautiful time for me where I got to let go of people that weren't serving me and that didn't have my best interests at heart and that just weren't invested in the friendship. So if somebody was being a bitch behind my back, if I was going out of my way to be kind to somebody and it wasn't being replicated or they were saying bad things about me or they were talking behind my back, that's fine. Goodbye. Very simple. Like we don't need to overthink it. You don't need to try and fix the situation. You don't have to talk to them. I'm not going to tell you to do any of that. No, just let them go. Like the energy required to try and talk to someone that engages in that kind of behavior. The thing is you have to understand it's the same with narcissists as like you are not going to get through to them. And I will do an episode on narcissists. I know you guys are asking asking for one. You are not going to get through to them. If somebody that is engaging in that kind of behavior cannot see that it's damaging, you trying to like overexert yourself to fix the situation, it's not going to work. All that's going to happen is you're going to lose. You're going to lose your time, your energy, and your sanity. So just cut it off and the situation, you don't even need to like make it a verbal thing of like, I'm cutting you off. Just stop talking to them. Disengage. Like it's so, so simple. I did that with people in New York. I just stopped talking to them. I disengaged. I didn't tell them I'm no longer your friend. It was just simply, we went our separate ways. I don't have any hard feelings towards them. If they texted me and apologize or something, I'd be like, honestly, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. Why? Because we're all human and humans are busy. Humans don't have time to be friends with everybody, you know, or people are going through their own shit and they're projecting it in really unhealthy ways. Like it doesn't mean that you need to accept shitty behavior. What it means is don't let shitty behavior drain you and don't let shitty behavior become this thing that you are constantly thinking about and worrying about because it isn't fucking worth it. It's just like move on. And some people can see that as like, um, like people are surprised by me being able to do that because some people are like, wait, isn't that like being like 
like unempathetic. I'm like, no, this is how you protect your fucking energy. Like being an empath, being someone that's sensitive, being someone that's tuned into people's pain and energy and emotions means that I have to do this and you have to do this even more so because otherwise you will be so drained all the time taking on everybody else's shit. Like it is vital for you to be able to put up a wall sometimes between you and a situation or you and a person so that you are not constantly drowning drowning in the pain of humanity because there is a lot of pain in the world. And imagine if I was constantly feeling and letting myself feel all that pain. I wouldn't even be able to do my job. Like that separation, that ability to just cut off something is actually really, really important. It's not you being avoidant. It's not you having a trauma response. If you are consciously choosing to cut something off and not let it affect you, you are consciously choosing to do so. Trauma is an unconscious response, if that makes sense. That doesn't mean that then you don't care. It doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. Like This doesn't mean that any of this does not hurt. This does not mean that having shitty people do shitty things to you doesn't hurt. It does hurt. But if you are constantly living your life to appease and please somebody else, it will literally eat you alive and cause so much dis-ease in your body and misalignment. You will start to feel the physical effects of it. Don't do it to yourself. Let me just check that I answered all that. I'm going to listen to it again. So when it comes to them going up about the whole like wrong intentions, like again, you know your true intentions, just disengage. Like why do you want somebody in your life that badly that is making you second guess yourself, making you feel drained, making you feel anxious or stressed? Bye-bye, Felicia. Like it's really as simple as that. We don't need to overcomplicate it. Bye-bye, the end, moving on. So simple, so simple. Ladies, that is your What Would Monica Do episode for today. Short, sweet, to the point. If you haven't already subscribed to the episode and left a review, I would really, really appreciate it if you do so. I appreciate the 250 of you, 50-something of you that have already left reviews. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. If you haven't and you love the podcast, it literally takes you three seconds. Like As you're listening to the next one, just quickly scroll down on iTunes or on Spotify, click review, and write a quick review in there. It really doesn't take long, and it means the world to me and it helps boost the podcast up in the algorithm so that more people can find this really life-changing and important information. And of course, don't forget to follow me on Instagram, follow the podcast on Instagram as well. So you don't miss out on chicken nuggets, new episodes, X, Y, and Z. And if you haven't signed up to the wait list for my next event in 2023, you are going to want to because this event is not to be missed.